is and welcome to our first ever <laughs> online show here at Grace Christian Church. Our first ever online service given the current crisis with Corona and so on and so forth. This is our first time being here but we're hoping to bring this to you every Sunday. We're going to be here live with the service for you every Sunday so please don't get anxious. We're going to have plenty for you. Just want to say a huge to those of you who are tuning in and aren't familiar with the language, that just means God be with you and you're very, very welcome. We're going to give you some details of our service coming up. Tom is going to bring a short word in a minute, but it'll be fairly boring, so you can go for a cup of tea during that if you wanted, that's no problem. Anyway, we're going to do that in a few seconds, but let me just give you just a couple of reminders of what's coming up in the next, uh, in the next week or so. We're going to be here online, like I said, every Sunday at 12 o'clock. We're going to be here on Sunday at 12 o'clock, and apparently the clicker isn't working. Here we go. Uh, you are going to work. Here you go. We're going to be here every Sunday. Like I said, we're going to be live on Instagram on Grace underscore Christian underscore Church. You're probably on that now. We're going to be live on Grace Christian Church Cork. And we'll also be live on Tom Burke and on Michael O'Donovan's feeds as well. We are also going to put it up on YouTube afterwards. So it will go up on YouTube tomorrow if you can't tune in now or can't stay tuned in. You can see this whole section on YouTube tomorrow. We'll have it up there. Maybe even this evening it will also go up on podcast this evening or tomorrow morning as soon as we possibly can. Uh, just a little reminder to you as well, even though it is, uh, you're not able to come into church, you can still give if you want to support the work here at Grace Christian Church. You can go onto our website and go on our donate button and click donate and you can give to the work here at Grace Christian Church. Or if you want to, you can go on your phone right now and type in give to giveto.graceireland.ie and you will be able to give directly to our donations page. But before we start off proper and we get into the message for today, maybe we'll start with a word of prayer. And we're going to, then we're going to sing a worship song. So if you will, you can close your eyes with me or raise your hands with me. Personally, I'm going to close my eyes and raise my hands because that's just what I do. And we're going to start now. We're going to pray. Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you, Lord, that regardless of what is happening in the world, your word says, you said, don't be afraid for I have overcome the world. Lord, this may be a crisis for us, but it is not a crisis for you. And we pray, Lord, that in the middle of all of this, though at times we may be afraid, we would not be slaves to fear. We ask you that you bless us, even as we sit and look at this now. And Lord, speak to our hearts and speak to our souls, as we warm to you in Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. See, we have a little Amen chorus in the background here, you can't see them. So we're going to do a worship song. The song we're going to start off with is the song, to be very well known to you. It's written by an Irish guy called Aaron Boyd, and was made very famous by a guy called Chris Tomlin. And it's the song, God of this City. We're going to sing that song because more than ever, we need to be reminded that God is in control and eventually my strap is going to come under control as well so forgive me there we go remember this is not going to be perfect this is live and it's not going to be perfect so uh, please bear with us as we get it as best we can you can sing where you are I think the guys here are going to be singing this one God of the city you're the God of the city you're the king of these people you're the Lord of this nation, you are. You're the light in the darkness, you're the hope to the hopeless, and you're the peace to the restless, you are. And there is no one like our God, there is no one like our God. Great. 
are the king of these people. You are the Lord of this nation. Yes, you are. You're the light in the darkness. You're the hope to the hopeless. And you're the peace to the restless. You are. And there is no one like our God. There is no one like our God. And greater things have yet to come. Greater things are still to be done in this city. Bless us as we gather together and listen to God's word. I'm going to hand you over to the man you really tuned in for now, Pastor Tom Mark. Get out of the way. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. God bless you all and welcome to everyone who is tuning in live on Instagram. I'm Michael, it's my turn, okay? If you're tuning in live on Instagram, on Facebook and any of the platforms, if you're watching on YouTube and, of course, if you're listening on the podcasts, it's great to have you in. I think everybody in Ireland and probably around the world has been shocked at the way, uh, the speed of this coronavirus and how it's impacting all our lives. I want to speak though into that situation, but I also want to speak on what is about to be our national holiday here in Ireland and just look and examine what does Patrick's life have to say to us, what does the scripture, the Bible say to us as we face really uncharted waters, to use that term. So it's great you're joining in. We're going to keep church operating. Don't think church is cancelled. The regular services are just postponed, but we're going to be live all over the place uh, online and we're going to develop some other new ways over the coming weeks as well so don't feel you're going to be left out we're going to put out a phone number as well if anyone wants personal contact someone to ring them that's all coming but we're going to begin today or i'm going to continue today talking about uh, saint patrick's week if you're watching this on youtube from overseas and i know a lot of people do um, St. Patrick's isn't just a day. In Ireland, it's a week. 
I'd say within a few years it's going to be a whole month of parting. That's the Irish nature. But uh, Tuesday is St. Patrick's Day, but this is the nearest Sunday. So I'm going to talk today about St. Patrick's Week, but we're going to look at the historical figure. So I'm going to dig into that and we're going to basically look at who is the real Patrick. And my title today as well is Meet Mywin. Who was Mywin? Well, Mywin was the real name of Patrick. He was known as Mywin Sukut, um, but he took the name Patrick, or Patricius, which means nobleman, when he went into full-time ministry. And that was the custom of the Christians back then, in what was effect probably the Celtic Christian Church um, back then. But it was also, we see it in the Bible, people changed their names. So I want to try and... Um, Take away the myth and look at the real guy. And most importantly of all, how does his story, the Bible story, help you and me with this coronavirus closing everything we know down? Well, I think it has an awful lot to say uh, for us today. So as we begin, I pray in Jesus' name, your word and what we learn from history of believers would instruct us and speak in a living way into our lives today, tomorrow, this season, in Jesus' name. And my congregation of five said, Amen. Amen. So there's five of us here, uh, six of us actually, producing uh, the online content. So if you hear people say Amen, that's the people who have to be here. They don't have a choice. They get paid. So the staff are here. Okay, so let's meet Mywin. First of all, we know that he was born, we think, in Wales in a Christian family. And uh, we're not certain it was Wales, but it was West Britain, so Wales was the general area. We know he came from a Christian family because we have historical writings that are verified and trustworthy. So if your mind, you're thinking of this cartoon Patrick who got rid of all the snakes, forget that stuff. There's a real figure. So in his own writings, Patricius Confessio, or St. Patrick's Confession, we read that his dad was a deacon in the Christian church in probably Wales. His granddad was a pastor, or um, a minister, or sometimes the word priest was used back then. So this is where Patrick came from, a Christian family in Wales. However, at the age of 16, Patrick had a traumatic experience. We're told that he was... Uh, kidnapped and taken to Ireland to serve as a slave before he could escape. As he was taken to Ireland uh, at the age of 16, just think about that guys for one second. You and I might feel a little bit traumatised by what's happening with the corona situation. So maybe you're afraid for your job or that you lose your money. Maybe you're afraid that you'll get sick or someone you love who's old or has an underlying health condition is going to get sick. Or maybe you're afraid of your social life or whatever is going to go on. Just think of this guy. He's only 16. He is isolated from his family. Hello. He's taken away to another country with a strange language that he initially didn't understand. And this young boy is put to what we now know as probably County Armagh in the north of Ireland where he um, basically was enslaved. And he was there for six years until the age of 22. But he did escape, and we'll look at that in a second. 
However, years later, he was led by the Holy Spirit to come back to Ireland. And back he came. And that's what today is about and this week. Church history tells us that he planted probably 300 churches. And look at this. He baptized 120,000 people. Whoa, what a ministry. And that's not counting all the guys who were his disciples who also planted churches and baptized people. You're looking at a, a revival in ancient Ireland. And then we also know that he died on the 17th of March in the year 461 AD. That's why St. Patrick's Day is celebrated on the 17th of March. I want to kick in with something Patrick wrote about himself and about his faith. And we see very clearly in Patrick's confession where he says, The Lord Jesus opened the eyes of my understanding, of my unbelieving heart, so that I should turn from my sins. Just, just consider that. First of all, this is all about Jesus. Second of all, um, Patrick is saying, once I didn't understand, now I do understand. Once I didn't believe, now I do believe. Once my heart was one way, now it's another way. And finally, he turned from his sins. He had a changed life. No matter what criteria you use, this is a verified account of a religious or a spiritual conversion experience. This is born from above. This is born again. This is a changed life. And this is the Patrick that we learn about. So, and let me just tie it into the Bible, because there might be a few people out there going, this is only a history lesson. Do you know what? No, it's quite scriptural. Look at what Paul, in his account to King Agrippa, in the book of Acts, he explained how the Lord was changing people's lives. And in Acts 26.18, Paul in sharing with Agrippa, said something so identical to Patrick, how the Lord was helping them to understand that the eyes of their hearts, that's people who don't believe, need to open, that they would turn from darkness to light, and that their sins would be forgiven. A theme we see in Patrick's life is right through. We see it's all biblically based. So, here we're about to celebrate Patrick, St. Patrick's Week, and looking at it all, and yet what we see, guys, so clearly here is that Patrick, to quote Charles Dickens, had the best of times and the worst of times. So obviously it was the worst of times in that he was kidnapped, he was isolated. We know he was put tending sheep in a remote area. So if you're self-isolated today and you're feeling lonely, I wonder what this guy was going through. And he had no modern comforts. It was traumatic for a 16-year-old boy. He would have been full of fear, and he became a slave. So it was the worst of times. And maybe for you, this coronavirus situation is the worst of times. But it was also the best of times. How? Because Patrick encountered God. It was while he was through this situation that he came face to face with God, and Patrick found faith as a result of this. Now, many of you looking on are Christians and you love the Lord. But I'm going to say it to you and I say it to myself. Sometimes, even as Christians, we get a bit lazy. We get a bit autopilot. And our warmth and our heart towards God and our devotion to him goes down. Well, you know what? Here's the time for you and me 
to connect more with God. And for those of us maybe who haven't had God in our lives, here's a brilliant opportunity. If you are afraid, or if you are unsure, here's a great time for you to find God in a way that Patrick found God, in a way that they found God uh, in the Bible. So best of times, worst of times, that's often what we see. And then Patrick, we know he escaped. If you read his writings, his confession, he went from roughly County Armagh, and we think he went down to Wexford. I'm going to be speaking as well on Patrick's Day. We're going to upload it on YouTube, and I'm going to go into that in more detail. But consider this. He escaped from Armagh. We think, by the Holy Spirit's leading, he travelled 200 miles, so we think he went to County Wexford, where he got a ship and he went back to the UK. And I was just thinking, Patrick went to Wexford. Why didn't he come to Cork? Patrick, why didn't you come to Cork? You could have got the ferry directly to France. <laughs> because you see, Patrick, after going back to Britain, then went to France, it was called Gaul back then, where he entered into training for full-time ministry. But if he had come to Cork, he'd have come directly to France. If you're not from Ireland, you might know Cork, which is on the beautiful south coast of Ireland, has direct ferry links. Would he have had a ferry link? I don't know. But there were ships and boats coming directly from France. Anyway, that's a bit of crack. It would have been interesting to think of Patrick coming to Cork, but he probably went to Wexford, where he went back to his family, connected now as a Christian um, with his family, and moved on. After he went into full-time ministry, following his granddad's example, even his dad who was a deacon, Patrick one night had a dream. This is what he writes. One night I had a dream of the Irish people calling to me, come and walk among us again. And then he says, I knew then I must return. So Patrick under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. So he is a Holy Spirit guy. And even when he's asleep, God can still speak. If you're doing a lot of sleeping right now because you're not well, how about opening up to the fact that God can speak to you in your dreams? I don't want to make this stupid or spooky, but it's biblical. And God can speak to us even when we're sick, even when we're asleep. Perhaps even more so because our regular filters aren't working and maybe we're a bit more open to what God can do to us then. Patrick started under a curse, but God turned the curse into a blessing. Hallelujah. He turns curses into blessings. If you want me to synopsize what Patrick is about, God turned a curse into a blessing. I don't know what's going to happen with coronavirus in Ireland or anywhere, but I do know this. The God I love, the God I followed for 40 years as an adult, I have seen again and again. Even though there may be pain, even though there may be challenge and heartache, God continuously turns curses into blessings. That's the story of Patrick. So here he is in another country, not in Ireland, and God then calls him to come back and he says I knew I must return if you think this is just history look at what happened in the great apostle Paul's life because Patrick is so biblically based in my opinion and Paul one of the guys who wrote uh, he wrote most of the New Testament Paul said this actually it was written by Luke 
who was his traveling companion, but he says this of Paul in Acts 16, verse 9 to 10. You can see it here on the screen. That night, Paul had a vision, very similar. And the vision was of a man from Macedonia calling to him, Come over to Macedonia to help us. We left at once, Luke writes, concluding that God wanted us to preach the gospel there. It is almost identical to Patrick. You read Patrick's life, you're reading the Bible. No, it's not the same as the Bible, but you're reading something so based on biblical principles and guidelines. So Patrick, just like Paul, is turning things around and is putting God first. Macedonia, by the way, is in northern Greece. If you're watching from Macedonia, hello, good to see you. So Patrick goes and he comes back to Ireland and we see that even though he was a slave, even though he was frightened, even though he was isolated, and we look more at that on Patrick's Day Tuesday, even though the guy didn't know what his future holds, like maybe you with this corona thing, and with your health, and with your income, yet God turned the curse into a blessing. What does Romans 8.28 say? God works all things together for good for those who love him. Now, if you love Jesus, God will work all things for good for you. Even this situation, even this confusion, God is about to work it for good. Let me say one or two other things just about uh, P uh, Patrick here in, the old, in, in his life. He wrote some other things that I think are prophetic. And what I want to say about Patrick is that he, in my opinion, has quite a prophetic uh, thing to say to all of us today. Patrick is almost like an ancient prophet speaking in to coronavirus Ireland. Look at what Patrick wrote prophetically, because it speaks to the Ireland of today. He says, in effect, we who love Ireland are like those who were born here. This is from Confessio Patricius, Patrick's Confession. Uh, did you know that about 20%, one in five, of the people here in, living in Ireland were born overseas? And that's not counting their Irish-born kids. And yet Patrick, remember this is our national holiday, he is the national hero, patron saint, all of that. He wasn't even born in Ireland. He wasn't Irish. Patrick wasn't Irish, and yet he says, in effect, we who love Ireland, and he loved Ireland, are like those who were born here. So if you're watching on, and I know we have a lot of people watching in Brazil and America and Germany and Nigeria and Korea and so on. If you're watching on, maybe you have a love for Ireland. What does that mean? You love the mountains or something? Well, you might like the mountains. It means you love the people. Because we're only allowed to love God and love people. Everything else we can like, but we don't love. So Patrick is talking about the Irish people here, and he's equating us, and he prophetically speaks to the new Irish who weren't born here, and to the Irish who were born here. So if you're like me, you were born here, but I love Ireland. I don't have to come from overseas to love Ireland. I love the people here. Recently I had a DNA test done, and I was told I was 100% Irish beef. Mm, that's the truth. Had a DNA test done and I was told I didn't have 1% of any other nation in my DNA. And not only was I 100% Irish, I was 100% Cork 
How about that? In fact, so West Cork. So, anyway, I love Ireland. I love the language, the culture, the people, everything. But Patrick is speaking to us prophetically today. And if you're from overseas and you're living in Ireland, and with the coronavirus shutdown and lockdown, you don't know where you are. Maybe you can hang on to this prophetic word. And remember what the Bible says as well in Acts 17.26. God has determined, this is your life, your life, God has determined the times and the exact places where people should live. So before you were born, before I was born, God knew when and where we would live. Do you think that means that God wanted you and I to live through this coronavirus season? I think he wants us to live through this. Would anyone here say amen? amen? Amen. Okay, four of them said amen. I'm going to have a word with one person afterwards. But God, it's not, it's, it's, not a, it's not a coincidence that you're living through this season. God has ordained it. We don't know why, but God has ordained it. And not only that, if you're living in Ireland, God has you here for such a time as this. If you're a tourist and you're trapped and you can't go home because of coronavirus lockdown, you know what? God's will is for you to be here for such a time as this. Open up to what the Lord is doing. He is the one who turns curses into blessings. He's the one who makes sense of what we can't make sense of, even if there's a bit of trauma or a bit of hassle. So brothers and sisters, Patrick's life speaks prophetically, and I'm going to be looking at that even more, which we'll upload on YouTube on Patrick's Day. Let me come towards a conclusion and just bring in a couple of points. Here's a prayer that Patrick wrote. It's called St. Patrick's Breastplate. Now that was like armour that you'd wear over the front of your body to protect you from any arrows. And I'm going to throw up just some, an excerpt from that prayer. I want you to think about it in terms of coronavirus, if you're afraid. Or if you're afraid that you'll pass it on to someone you love whose health isn't good. Or if you're afraid about anything. If you're afraid about losing something, just think of this prayer. Again, I think it's prophetic as we walk out and among each other. Christ be with me and within me. Christ before me and beside me. Christ to comfort and restore me. Christ beneath me and above me. Christ in quiet, here we go, and in danger. Wonder about the danger Patrick faced. Christ in mouth of friend and stranger. I'm really wondering how many people are going to turn to God during this crisis. How many people who everything is stripped away. So maybe our confidence is stripped away in our career or our business. Maybe your social life is stripped away. Maybe your health is stripped away. Who and what do any of us turn to when all of the things we rely on are stripped away? Praise God, we have Jesus. And if you love the Lord, you have him. And if you're not sure, you can connect with him because he's only a prayer away. Can you say it with me? Let's pray it out together. Can you pray it out here, guys? Okay, let's pray it out. Christ be with me and within me. Christ before me and beside me. Christ to comfort and restore me. Christ beneath me and above me. Christ in quiet and in danger. Christ in mouth 
of a friend and stranger. Amen. Maybe you'll meet a stranger, a meter apart, obviously, and maybe they'll start talking about Jesus in the way they never have before. Here's a beautiful prayer from the book of Numbers, chapter 6 and verse 24. We pray it here all the time in grace, and I'm going to pray this now as well for everyone watching. If you're from grace and you're watching on any of our feeds, you'll know this prayer. Let's pray it into your family. Just think of all the people in your family that you love. Maybe you've got a mum or a dad or a grandparent whose health isn't good. Someone with a compromised health situation. Maybe it's yourself. Maybe it's your income. Whatever it is. I pray. And I'm going to ask all the guys here to pray together. Let's pray this beautiful prayer. It's from Numbers 24. I snuck in the last bit myself to make it New Testament. So if we have anyone who loves to throw stones at preachers, you can't throw that stone at me. I'm owning up to it now. The last bit is just uh, from the New Testament. Let's pray together. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up the light of his countenance and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Honestly, that's our prayer as a church family, wherever you're watching this, that you'll know that ancient prayer to be your reality over this season, however long it'll last. I'm going to throw up my last slide now. And my last slide is an introduction to Mike. Do you want to jump in there, Mike? Um, Mike is going to sing a beautiful song. It's an old Irish hymn written by an Irishman, um, and this is the slightly contemporary variant of it. It's called You Are My Vision. It used to be known as Be Thou My Vision. Let me just read out one piece of it in Irish, which is one of our national languages here, and in English. Here it is. This is it in Irish. It's Tusa Mo'ius a Hirna Mochri. Ni hasian enya ella achtusa mohirna. And that translates as, You are my vision, O Lord of my heart. Nothing else satisfies, only you, Lord. As I conclude, you can't rely on your health to satisfy you, nor can I. We can't rely on income, we can't rely on anything. But we can rely on Jesus. Amen. So how about you and I go on a pilgrimage over the coming weeks or months, however long this lasts, and we get a vision and hang on to the vision of who Jesus is and the historical evidence of the nation we either are living in or we love, and that is Patrick, who we're remembering at this season, and we hang on to the vision and we don't lose it because without a vision, the people perish. Let's hang on to the vision of Jesus. Here comes Mike. Let's sing it together. You are my vision, Michael. Waking our sleep. 
tune in on YouTube and on podcast to catch our Patrick's Day special and it's called St. Patrick Coronavirus Special. So I hope you're wearing green pyjamas at home if you're watching in. Thank you guys for watching live. We're going to up our game and make this even better but we hope our first attempt worked well. So we're going to switch off now and say God bless you and we look forward to seeing you soon. Amen. Amen. Amen.